If the Giants are truly open to anything, could running back Saquon Barkley be the latest veteran to find career rejuvenation in Tampa? What other teams are competing for the services of Leonard Fournette and Tom Brady back in the discussion again right now on the Locked On Bucks podcast? You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. I'm here to my co-host, Jim not here for this episode. Both of us are covering your Bay Buccaneers. That's the nation at BucksNation.com when we aren't here or there. You can find us on Twitter at JR underscore Bucks for James at DHarrison82 for myself at Lockdown Bucks for the show and at underscore Nation for SB Nation's BucksNation.com. Thanks again for coming through making us your first listen or your first view of the day. Stop me if you've heard this before, guys. But Tom Brady may not be done. That's right. The greatest of all time, the quarterback who retired, but actually hasn't said the word retire again. Shout out to our good friend Evan Klosky uh, for that one. And look, for what it's worth and for everybody out there saying, look, it's over, get over it, move on. Tom Brady's still on the active player list for the NFLPA. So, I mean, until he gets taken off the active player list at the union, he's still technically an active player, guys. But shout out to Rick Stroud, uh, who did some good work and put out a a Twitter graphic for all of us to consume. Tom Brady was recently on Sirius XM with Fred Couples, and Fred Couples asked Tom Brady about his retirement and how it's going and what he's thinking. And for those of you on YouTube, you can just simply read along. But for those of you on audio formats, Tom Brady responded, quote, I tell you, I wish I had a clear vision of what the future holds. I think for me, there's a lot of great things and a lot of great opportunities that I know I said right after football season. I was looking forward to spending time with my family, and I've done that the last five weeks, and I know there will be a lot more of that too. So, you know, I like staying busy, that's for sure. I played a little bit of golf, and I'm actually going to see my parents tonight, which will be a real highlight for me on their turf. I'll be sleeping in the same bed I slept at when I was a kid. I don't think my mom knows I'm coming home yet, so it's just between my dad and I. It's a little bit of a surprise, so looking forward to that. Looking forward to some golf in the next few days and some more family time, and then we'll figure out where to go from there. End quote. Listen, Tom Brady has every right and every reason in the world to go ahead and retire right off into the sunset uh, as the greatest to ever play the game. But he also has every reason under the sun to come back and try to run it back, get some more stats, expand some of those some of those records that he's got, maybe win another Super Bowl and basically make his legacy even that much harder uh, to ever touch. You look at guys like Patrick Mahomes, I think the math was done. Uh, after after the, the Chiefs lost their, their Super Bowl to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh, something crazy. Basically, Patrick Mahomes got a win for like 60, 60%. He's got to win Super Bowls for 60% of his career to even start to touch Tom Brady's legacy. Um, and look, and Tom's not, you know, I don't think Tom is a stats and accolades guy. He's not going to come back just to complete some more passes, throw some more touchdowns so that his records are, are a little bit more untouchable. But he is very aware of his brand, very aware of his legacy, and that is something that is important. But I mean, you listen to the guy, right? He's he's golfing. He's got his business saying, look, TB12 basically runs itself at this point in time. Like Tom doesn't need to be in the office every single day, making sure that the TB12 brand is going the way it goes. It, it's been going the way uh, that he wants it to go. It's been a successful venture, and, and it kind of continues to be. Unless Tom is looking to get into, I don't know, team management, team ownership or, or something, I don't know what else there is out there for Tom Brady to do, but it sure sounds like a guy who maybe is kind of understanding that idle hands are the devil's work 
not, you know, I don't think Tom Brady's going to get in trouble by any means by being home. But look, his wife has her life. She's got her her stuff going. His kids, I mean, they've got they've got their lives going on as well. They've got things that they've got to do. Uh, I, I, I can't speak for Tom, but I can tell you guys that when I sit at home for an extended period of time with nothing to do, being on vacation or just a break from work, um, it's it's it becomes it's fun. Don't get me wrong. And every, I think everybody enjoys it. But there comes a time where you kind of want to get back in the office, You kind of want to get back to work. And honestly, I think my wife and maybe Tom Brady's wife could agree also wants me to get back to work. So. Look, never say never. Ryan Clark of ESPN uh, also responded to this and basically said the same thing, that he doesn't think that Tom Brady is is done playing, that he kind of thinks that maybe Tom has been sitting at home for these five weeks and kind of says, yeah, you know, the family time is great and and hanging out with the wife is great, but there are other things that I could be doing with my time that are a little bit more satisfying. And uh, again, I always kind of go back to it. Tom Brady is still that six-round draft pick that got passed up by all these NFL teams, including the the New England Patriots. Like everybody gives the Patriots credit for finding him. And yes, they are the team that eventually did draft him. But let's make no qualms about it. New England Patriots are sleeping on Tom Brady just as much as everybody else was. So I still think Tom is kind of that guy who just wants to continue to show all these people that you were wrong about me, that you didn't know uh, what I was capable of doing and that you were, you missed out on something really, really amazing and the opportunity to come back and still do it and still show everybody uh, that they were wrong about what Tom Brady was going to become. I think I think that's valuable uh, motivation. We'll see. We obviously know from the scouting combine, Bruce Arians and Jason Light. I mean, phrases like never say never, leave the light on, all those things are coming out. Uh, so perhaps, guys, Tom Brady may not be done yet. Of course, the Buccaneers are moving forward as if he is done. We are going to continue looking at other quarterback options. The NFL scouting combine getting underway. The drill's coming very soon. We may need to get some props up, though, guys, over at Bet Online for whether or not Tom Brady's actually retiring or if he's going to play again in 2022. The football games might be over. The football games off the field just getting started. But basketball is happening on the court. Both pro and college hoops are in full steam. Moving forward, all your latest odds, totals, player performance props, and where the next fired head coach is going to land can be found at betonline.net, your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, and it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks again, Bucks fans, for making us your first listen or your first view of the day here at the Locked on Bucks podcast on Twitter at Locked on Bucks. David Harrison, your solo host for this episode on Twitter at DHarrison82. My co-host, James Jarko, at Jarko underscore Bucks, and of course, both of us writing for BucksNation.com at Bucks underscore Nation on Twitter. Make sure you're following the Locked On NFL show. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Could the Tampa Bay Buccaneers look to another team's roster for their next starting running backs? An interesting idea that has come up at the NFL Scouting Combine. The New York Giants reportedly open to pretty much anything. Uh, that a team wants to wants to come at them with. You want to trade for Kenny Galladay? We might trade you Kenny Galladay. You want to trade for Daniel Jones? Maybe we trade you Daniel Jones. You want to trade for Saquon Barkley? Maybe we trade you Saquon Barkley. You remember Saquon Barkley coming out of Penn State was a hot commodity considered to be probably the next transcendent running back in the National Football League. Unfortunately, injuries have kind of derailed that whole 
uh, ascent to greatness, and he really hasn't been able to put together the career uh, that he was looking to do in, in his first five years. And that has kind of led the Giants to where they are right now, where Saquon Barkley, not specifically, not by name, no, you know, nobody come out and say the Giants are looking to necessarily trade Saquon Barkley, at least not confirmed that I'm aware of. Right now, it's just ideas, it's speculations, possibilities. And he's a guy that kind of makes a little bit of sense. $7.2 million uh, is what Saquon Barkley is set to make in 2022 on his fifth-year option. Uh, hasn't played 16 games since his rookie year. And, of course, last year, 17 games, so missing uh, or playing fewer than 16 games, actually more significant because you're actually playing less than 17 games. He played in 13 games in 2021, also played 13 games in 2019, missed pretty much the entire 2020 season. However, so what would it take for the Buccaneers to trade for Saquon Barkley? Because there's really no arguing that when Saquon Barkley is on the field, he is definitely one of the better running backs in the National Football League. And if he were to come to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not the first guy that we would see kind of revitalize his career there with uh, with the, with the guys in pewter. So is Saquon Barkley available? That's kind of a yes or yes and no answer because really the Giants kind of said, bring us an offer. We'll have a conversation. How realistic is it that the Giants trade Saquon Barkley and what would the cost be for that answer? We bring in Patricia Traina, host of Locked on Giants podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Patricia Traina, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. And this week at the NFL Scouting Combine, general manager Joe Shane basically said the Giants are open for business and really nobody is going to be off the table as far as a potential trade is concerned. Now, that includes running back Saquon Barkley, who this year is scheduled to play the option year of his contract, a year that will pay him $7.2 million in guaranteed money. Now, would the Giants really trade Saquon Barkley? I personally don't think it's going to happen. You know, I wouldn't be upset if it did happen, to be honest with you, because I don't know how much of a long-term future Barkley has. But let's suppose that the Giants do trade Barkley. What might they expect as far as compensation for the former Penn State running back selected number two overall in the 2018 draft. Well, the scuttlebutt around Indianapolis is that Barkley could likely draw at least a fifth round pick and the Giants would likely have to pay part of his 7.2 million guaranteed salary. Now, this isn't really uncommon if you think about it. A few years ago, when the Giants traded for Leonard Williams, they gave up a third round pick, a conditional fifth, and the Jets from whom they had obtained Leonard Williams from were able to pay half of, uh, I think it was half of his salary which uh, Williams was in the option year of his deal. So that being said, that's what I think we can look for if the Giants want to really move Barkley. Now, is that going to be enough to get them to give up on the running back? That remains to be seen. Uh, both Brian Dable, the Giants' new head coach, and Shane said that there are plans right now being developed to include Barkley in the offense. So we will see if the Giants decide to move on from Barkley, who, if healthy, is a very big and important weapon in the Giants' offense. All right, great stuff there from Patricia Traina, again, of the Locked on Giants podcast. Find her covering the New York Giants there for the Locked on Giants podcast, also on Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, covering them there. And, and very interesting here. So the, the Giants, like I said, open for business. Really, nothing is off the table. Uh, and when you look at their roster, Saquon Barkley, obviously, is going to be one of the more attractive names that immediately draws your attention. 
And then you start to look at the compensation, $7.2 million, not really uh, all that bad. Leonard Fournette's market value on spot track is actually supposed to be right around the same ballpark area. So if you do lose on Leonard Fournette, and we're going to talk about him uh, here in a minute as well, then perhaps you bring in Saquon Barkley as as that replacement or you bring him in ahead of time. Kind of if you kind of know, if you read the the writing on the wall that Leonard is definitely going to go out there uh, and, and seek out other suitors on the free agent market, perhaps you go ahead and you make a decision to pull the trigger on a trade for Saquon Barkley. Now, look, people are going to immediately kind of look and turn their nose up at his injury history, right? Again, he played 13 games last year. He played 13 games two years ago. Leonard Fournette uh, played 14 games this year in 2021. He played 13 games last year. So really kind of missing the same amount of games in some recent years. You have that really bad missed season, basically the entire season lost for Saquon Barkley. That's where the fear is going to come into play. When you listen to Patricia and what she thinks that the Giants would potentially expect to receive in exchange for Saquon Barkley, uh, you're not going to pay the entire $7.2 million, like she said. if I, I kind of like the number five here, right? Like If you can get Saquon Barkley for a fifth-round draft pick in 2022 and you get them to eat $2.2 million of that salary, so if you're the Buccaneers, you're paying $5 million to the player in 2022 and you're spending a fifth-round draft pick. I mean, Saquon Barkley or, or you know injury history or not with no injury history – are you going to find a running back the caliber of Saquon Barkley in the fifth round of this year's NFL draft? No, you're absolutely not. And can you predict the physical conditioning, the health uh, of, of, of a fifth round pick this year or Saquon Barkley? No, you really can't. What you do know is Saquon Barkley is, is, a, is a professional. He's been through this. He obviously knows what he's up against. But you still have Keyshawn Vaughn and you still have some other draft picks if you want to pull the trigger on another running back, say in the fourth round or maybe in the sixth round to come in and try to alleviate some of that pressure. You still have Giovanni Bernard that you could potentially re-sign and bring in to be another veteran presence. And look, a stable of Saquon Barkley, Keyshawn Vaughn, Giovanni Bernard, and say maybe Rashad White, obviously a little bit of a bias there, but Rashad White out of Arizona State, if you can get him uh, late there in the NFL draft. That is a very good running back stable on paper. Again, just like everything else, you look at the 2021 season as a prime example. Injuries always undercut teams. Uh, these types of things that undercut teams, but what you know you're getting out of Saquon Barkley is a dedicated professional who has all the talent in the world. It's just a matter of keeping him healthy, and I think you use a nice rotational system there from your running back group. Of course, Leonard Fournette, I think, is still his option number one, right? Because why? He hasn't had the injury history that Saquon Barkley has. He's got time in the system, and obviously you want to maximize those types of things. And, say, and Leonard is actually who we're going to talk about here in segment three because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not the only team guys out there probably interested in the services of Leonard Fournette. So that's coming up next on the Locked on Bucks podcast. Final segment here of the Locked on Bucks podcast. Dave Harrison coming solo at dharrison82 on Twitter. My co-host, James Jarko, will be back for our next episode at jarko underscore bucks on Twitter. And then, of course, everything we're writing about your Buccaneers at sbnation.com. bucksnation.com on Twitter at bucks underscore nation. We're going to talk about Leonard Fournette. We're going to talk about some competitors for his services here in the 2022 season. And we're also going to hear another answer from our question of the week. This time we've got a call coming in from Texas. If you want to get in, guys, on that question of the week, send us your answers at LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on social media or call in your answer like so many do at 813-444-5841. We've got at least one more answer lined up for our next episode and then James and I will tell you our answers as well. But let's stick to current players or potentially current players anyway and running back Leonard Fournette. He's, he's been a, a huge part of what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have done over the last two years, joining them 
in the 2020 NFL season, kind of going through some ups and downs. You know, he was he was a primary back one week, barely got any work. Uh, the next week, he was a healthy scratch about midway through of the 2020 season, really hit a crossroads, had to make a decision over what kind of teammate, what kind of Buccaneer he really wanted to be. Obviously made the right decision. Uh, you know, you never celebrate injuries, but injury to Ronald Jones, some COVID issues uh, with Ronald Jones kind of opened the door and playoff Lenny, Lombardi Lenny was was born and he kind of took off from it from there in the 2021 NFL season, really becoming the primary back. And I think working his way, running his way into the hearts and minds of Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. A lot of people were concerned about Leonard Fournette being a toxic presence in the locker room uh, when he arrived after being released by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he's done a lot of work to kind of reverse that. So as much as we talk about the intrigue surrounding a running back, like maybe Saquon Barkley coming to the team, it's hard to you, I don't think anybody honestly would say that Leonard Fournette is not option number one. If the Buccaneers get their way, Leonard Fournette will return. But there is some competition, especially with Tom Brady not coming back. You have to imagine some of these players are not going to be as willing as maybe they were before to take these team-friendly deals and stuff like that. So a guy like Leonard Fournette, running backs have a short shelf life. He knows that. He understands the business sense of this a little bit more now than he did two years ago. And maybe he goes out there looking for a big payday so that he can secure his future uh, from a financial standpoint. And off the cuff, guys, I had I, had, I was having this conversation uh, in some DMs with some other media friends of mine, and we are kind of talking about Leonard Fournette and who else uh, might go out there, who else might present some options and some opportunities for him. And right off the cuff, I kind of came up with the list. The Houston Texans, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, the New York Jets, the New England Patriots, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Detroit Lions, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Seattle Seahawks are the only teams that I view being reasonable options for Leonard Fournette, teams that would actually want to go out there uh, and potentially bring on a number one running back. Again, remember, as the passing game gets more and more evolved and more and more it becomes a bigger and bigger part of the NFL game, teams are not really prioritizing running backs. So would you rather spend $6, 7000000 million on a running back like Leonard Fournette, who has played in the league a little bit? And yeah, he's been relatively healthy, I think, for the most part. But is you know, do you want to be the guy paying him on the year where everything kind of collapses around him? That's how a lot of teams are going to look at this. Or do you want to go draft a young guy, put an offensive line in front of him, and hope that you can manufacture a running game? Uh, a lot of teams kind of look uh, to go that route. And, and with the teams I just mentioned, I'm not even taking their cap situation into account because, one, the cap is incredibly fluid. So those are the teams that I think could feasibly go after Leonard Fournette. Now, I look at that list of teams, and if Leonard wants to combine money, like if he just wants money, he can go to like every, every single team is on the table, right? If he just wants money, Who's going to offer, you the, offer me the biggest contract, the most guarantees, the most likely to reach incentives? That's where I'm going to go. And if that's the route that he decides to go, hey, man, I'm not going to bag on anybody going and getting their bag. But if he wants to win, you got to look at those teams, right? The Texans, I, I, you know, I mean, everybody could do the bang, what the Bengals did, right? And that's kind of what everybody's going to say is look at, look at Joe Burr and the Bengals two years ago and where they were versus now. I understand that, but let's look at the realism of the realistic outlooks of these teams, right? The Texans are still a dumpster fire. The Miami Dolphins seem to be the, a lot kind of in the air there. The New York Jets still look like they're missing a few pieces. The Patriots are kind of close, right? They've got a nice young quarterback, so maybe that's an option. The Philadelphia Eagles already have the number one rushing attack in the National Football League. Now, a lot of that is quarterback-driven. Could they bring in a Leonard Fournette, a bigger type of back? I think they possibly could, uh, but they were kind of an outlier in that list. The Lions our team is still in flux. The Falcons basically are just looking like they're they're building for the future. I don't think Leonard would want to be a part of that. And the Seahawks. I mean, Russell Wilson, uh, part of his principal complaint with his team is 
a lack of running game to really support him and the passing offense. So Leonard Fournette could be a fit there. And then, of course, you have the Buffalo Bills. And I think that's the team on this list that presents Leonard Fournette the best opportunity to not only get some money, become a primary back again or stay a primary back, but also have the opportunity to potentially win. So Buffalo Bills, I don't know how Leonard feels about the cold. You know what I mean? Like that's going to be a big thing. Trust me, it gets cold in Buffalo, Lenny. So if you don't know that already, look up the weather reports. It gets really cold. So the Bills, uh, maybe the Eagles, I suppose. I think the Seahawks, really the two main competitors that offer an opportunity to win and an opportunity to get paid a little bit, especially if Russell Wilson stays in house. Of course, if the New York Giants move Saquon Barkley to the Buccaneers or anybody else, I think the New York Giants now you kind of become a possible landing destination for a guy like Leonard Fournette as they look to get consistent running back production that they didn't necessarily get because of the health concerns surrounding uh, Saquon Barkley. Again, Leonard Fournette played 14 games in 2021-13 and 2020. So two of the last three years, he's played 14 or 13 games. Two of the last three years, Saquon Barkley has played in 13. Very interesting situations kind of developing around the NFL scouting combine. If you've got opinions on whether or not you would entertain the idea of Saquon Barkley. Does Saquon uh, jump your list? Do, do you want Saquon more than you want Leonard Fournette? That would be an interesting observation. I'd be I'd be happy uh, to hear it and hear the reasons why. Of course, you can drop those to us on social media. Drop them in the comments or drop them in the voicemail box line. Again, that number, 813-444-5841. And let's hear now, before we wrap up this episode, from one member of Bucks Nation who dropped his answer for our question of the week. Who is your favorite all-time player that never played? For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's up, guys? It's Zach Dallas uh, answering the question of the week. My favorite player to have never worn the cream sickles or the pewter in red is going to be Mr. Dan Marino. Uh, growing up, I was a, a Dan Marino fan. Uh, then towards the end of uh, cheer for the Dolphins, towards the end of his career, I realized I was a Dolphins fan. I was a Dan Marino fan. Uh, so I just stayed in state, decided I was going to cheer for the Bucs so right around the same time. About towards the end of his career, same time the Bucs changed uniform, uh, and it was when the Oilers came to Nashville, and I thought it was stupid that there was going to be a team in the Oilers in Tennessee. So I wasn't going to cheer for the in-state team yet. So I just went with the Bucs. Been a Bucs fan since 97. Been rolling with it. All right, guys. Take it easy. All right, Zach, we appreciate that answer. Dan Marino, definitely one of the best to do it all time. It's a shame that he never uh, was able to get that Super Bowl ring, but we appreciate that answer, Zach. We appreciate all the answers we've gotten this week. And again, we've got time for more. So if you want to get those answers into us, you can. You got you to gotta make it a little bit quick, though. We are running a little close on time on that. We'll have a new question of the week coming for you to start the week on Monday. Until then, we want to thank you for making this your first episode or your first view of the day. James and I will be back tomorrow for one more episode and to hear some more answers. We'll give our own answers to the question of the week as well. Until then, make your second listen to Locked on NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker make the NFL Draft come to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices, free and available, just like the Locked on Books podcast is on all platforms. We will be back until then, if you got questions or topics you want to discuss, if you got an answer to the question of the week, send them in to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 813-444-5841. For James Jarko, I'm David Harris. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything we're writing over at BucksNation.com. Find us on Twitter at THarrison82, at JRko underscore Bucks, and at LockedOnBucks. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, wash your hands, fire those cannons, and thank you for joining us right here.
at Locked On Bucks.